Update for all you listeners out there, we're currently sitting in the new podcasting room. The official Podzilla podcast studio. Yeah, this will have multitudes of updates in the coming uh, weeks and months. Mm-hmm. Jay, I'm looking in your corner. We're in your house at the moment. Looking in your corner and I see no less than 40 novels <laughs> in one series stacked up on the shelf. <laughs> What's going on there? Um, I'm sure we've talked about Dragonlance on the show before. I think we have. Yeah. A classic Dungeons and Dragons series from pre-80s that you absolutely love. Yeah. Both the grands of. Fantasy series. Um, yeah. And there's a main series of books in the Dragonlance world that are recommended reading to get the main storyline, get all the main characters. And then there's like 200 plus other books in the world. (laughs) about other places and characters and i've been slowly for the last like 10 years of my life hunting down dragonlance books and collecting them and the other day i saw on our like new zealand version of i guess ebay which is called trade me Mm. i saw a really cheap dragonlance trilogy pop up and i was like hey i might buy this thing bought it super cheap awesome deal rare books then I get a message from LaSalle on Monica and he's like, hey, we can meet up. Have I got a deal for you? Books, posters, board games, puzzles. The whole shebang. You want Dragonlance? Let's meet up. And so he gave me a date and a time. I rocked on up to his place after work. And I saw this huge white van parked up outside a house. And he's just like outside standing next to this man. Park up next to him, he opens up the back of this van, a treasure trove. No whole way. back of this van, back to front, full of Dragonlance memorabilia. So I spent like a cheeky 300 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> a little now, cheeky 300. And now I've got like 70 books in my cupboard and on the dresser in my corner. There are so many, dude. You said board games and posters. Yeah. Did you get any of those? I was... <laughs> I was, I was, I, I was tempted. I know you reached your, your threshold of 300. <laughs> but what am I, what, am I going to sit down and do a Dragonlance puzzle? Heck yes. When am I going to do that? I've got 70 Dragonlance books to read. Are you not going to put a little Dragonlance poster up on the wall? <laughs> no, I don't have room. We're, in this room, there's going to be that Godzilla poster there up on the wall above this recording space. Okay. You can put one sideways. You can put it on the ceiling. I'll save that for our spin-off Dragonlance podcast I drag you into making someday. What's its name? <laughs> Dragoncast. I guess but it's the Lancecast. Lancecast. Heroes of the Lancecast. Heroes of the Lancecast. Hey. This coming soon. This is happening. Ladies and gents, welcome back once again to Podzilla, uh, the podcast where we cover every single Godzilla movie and Godzilla-adjacent movie in order of release date. I am your gracious host, Micah Drake. And I am your even graciouser co-host. More gracious than More me. More gracious. Uh, space, Jaysha Drake. No, my twin from the stars. <laughs> your twin from beyond the stars. Yeah, welcome back, guys. We are getting ever closer 
to the wrap-up of Godzilla's Heisei series. This is the second to last one. It's flown by, dude. I didn't realize there was one more. I thought we had like three more. Yeah, I know. Because what, what was it? Six in total? Yeah. Is or seven? Six. Okay, we got Return of Godzilla. We got Biolante. We got King Ghidorah. We got Mothra. We got Mickey Godzilla. We got Space Godzilla and Destroyer. So that's seven. Sheesh. And yeah, we're at the we're at the end of that road almost. What's that word for like the one before the last? This is that word. <laughs> but it escapes me right <laughs> that's now. That's the one. That's the word. You guys know you the guys word. Know the, you guys this, know what it is. This is that episode. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, Mike, how have you been? It's been a while since we've just done a casual little checkup on the show. What's going on in your life right now? Casual checkup. Oh, dude. I've been doing night shifts galore. Yeah. I'm very tired. Mm-hmm. Almost every time we record one of these episodes, I start to fall asleep. I saw it happening. Um, that's nothing new for me, really. <laughs> uh, I have been finishing some crazy books that have been plaguing my life with their length. Is this the, the, house, the house of Leaves? House of Leaves. I've read through the House of Leaves. Crazy ergodic li- literature. Ergodic? Ergodic. That's a word for books that almost like choose your own adventure where you're flipping all over the place. Yeah. You don't read it in the style of a standard book. I was pretty much reading a dictionary and a thesis wrapped into one for the past six months. Was it good? It was all right, but it felt like my entire life for the past six months has had a looming threat in the background and I can never fully relax. <laughs> you're in a, you're already in a waking nightmare from night shifts <laughs> and then you're reading The House of Leaves and then falling asleep to Godzilla movies. Yeah. So I finished that and I feel like a weight has been lifted. Uh, there we go. Um, and I'm gearing up. For a D&D in-person campaign that we're going to yeah. start up together. It's going to be real fun. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Playing Dungeons & Dragons once again. The gonna, Curse of Strahd. The Curse of Strahd. I'm going to have to... I'm going to be playing D&D while I'm reading D&D books. Yeah. You're kidding me? The dream. And doing our D&D podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. Along with our 50 other podcasts that we've <laughs> brought up here. <laughs> What's been happening with you? Um, I've been doing a lot of travel for work, so we've been like missing each other. We've been ships in the night at times when it comes to podcast scheduling and just hanging out in general. But yeah, I've been traveling around for work, which has been pretty cool. Being able to go to, um, see a couple movies here and there, which I wouldn't have been able to otherwise. Saw this real cool, uh, Japanese film. Don't know if I've talked about it on the show yet, but it was called Gate of Hell. G-A-I-T? G-A-T-E of Hell. (laughs) G-A-I-T. Um, real cool, colorful Japanese film. Um, a couple people in there from Godzilla films. Cool to catch them on the big screen. Um, but other than that, my whole life has been consumed by Street Fighter 6. I've heard so much about that game, dude. I've been seeing button combos in my sleep. I mean, you can see right now my little joystick hitbox. What's it called? I think it's got a hitbox when it's just buttons, no joystick. What's it called with the joystick? Um... You guys know what the word is. <laughs> That's called a gamepad? A gamepad? Uh, something like that. Oh, man. It's this is it's 10, 10 p.m. we're recording this episode, guys. We're supposed to be awake for this. Okay, okay. Okay. No more nonsense. <clears throat> no. Godzilla versus Space Godzilla, 1994. Micah, do you want to take us away?
When particles of Godzilla lift afloat in space, travel through not only a black hole, but also a white hole, and start assimilating crystalline organisms, energy from the surrounding stars mutates the cells into a new creature. A creature known as Space Godzilla. With Godzilla threatened by this new cosmic nemesis, as well as a new mech created by the UN solely to eliminate him, Godzilla must square off against these new enemies in a battle that will shape the future of the entire planet. Hey, trying something new with these recaps, eh? But short and sweet. Yeah, we're going to get snappy with these guys. Nice, I like it. Okay, I have to start off with an apology because there's been some discourse. I might have to run back some comments I made. What did you say? <laughs> Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2. We were talking with the final draft boys. I said, and I quote, Baby Godzilla might be better than Manila. I said that. You did. And I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was caught up in just meeting Baby Godzilla for the first <laughs> time, being in awe of this guy, having a fun time with Mechagodzilla 2, chatting to you and some of our friends. And I was like, hey, maybe Baby Godzilla is better than Manila. And you're the biggest Manila fan in the world. I'm the biggest Manila head out there, and I, I just need to, I just need to walk it back. I think Manila's the top, right? I think Manila is better than Baby Godzilla. But the question remains: Is he better, is he better than, than Little, Little Godzilla, Godzilla, who we were introduced to in this episode? Dude, I'm right with you there. This discourse has been on my mind the entire time we've been watching this film. Mm -hmm. It's not Godzilla versus Space Godzilla anymore. No, it's yeah. Manila versus baby little junior godzilla yeah well it's funny because his name changes every movie because he changes every movie but he's grown up in this a bit more than he was in Mickey godzilla he's got this cute little green look about him plasticky very plasticky very kid kitty looks know? like a sufubi toy yeah he looks like a, he does look like a toy or a puppet yeah um but he's more commonly known as in this one as little that's his that's his nickname mm. little got manila you got little you know good old little godzilla little godzilla uh and he's not in this much he kicks us off very start we see a whole lot of little he's throwing rocks he's waving he's setting off mines on the beach just for fun he's inhaling tear gas <laughs> tear gas and then space godzilla shows up he gets thrown to the floor he is crawling for dear life and then he gets trapped in a crystal and that's him for most of the movie yeah <laughs> but i he's, he's fun he's he's just like manila i think like they're definitely trying to just recapture the magic of manila yeah yeah you can't have an, a godzilla era go by without a cute little little version of godzilla yeah i'm gonna clear up any hearsay right now mm -hmm. you heard it from me first yeah manila yeah. is 100 percent subpar compared to little godzilla that's me whoa yeah. what ever, ever since he ate a cheeseburger in the last movie he just stole my heart i was gonna say manila is 100 percent the superior little because little is just a copy of everything good about manila which means little's cool little's good little's because cool. little is just manila a green you know I, I the more i think about it the more manila draws me back to him because <laughs> he just has that character He's got that charm. You don't see Little jumping over Daddy Godzilla's tail. No, but you see Little waving his little clawed hand. 
You see him blowing bubbles? Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a little fan. Just I'm because a little, he's Manila. I'm a little fan. I'm a little little bit of a fan for little. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a little head myself. <laughs> I'm a mini Manila head, but I'm a little, little. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's little Godzilla, guys. He's not, not in this for long. Actually, um, well, let's try something else new. Micah. You know, it was special effects director Kochi Kawakita, who had the job of redesigning Baby Godzilla for this movie. I didn't know that, no. So he got Baby from the last one, he was told to redesign it, and he was very much a fan of Manila. So he, according to him, he wanted to make the character more like Manila and wanted the character to appeal to female audiences. Because <laughs> chicks love Manila. What can I say? I'm a, I'm a part of the female audience here. <laughs> I feel like it was made for me. <laughs> um, Are you saying that Manila Manila was aimed at the male audiences? No, Manila was aimed at the female audience, and they wanted to recapture that with. I don't know what I'm saying. All I'm trying to say is, on the record, Little Godzilla is a Manila clone yeah yeah well, the quality is based off of manila but you know what apparently there was a rumor that kochi kawakita the designer of little had dreams to make a spin-off oh. focusing on little godzilla Chasha, Chasha. aimed at children never happened because little was taken and redesigned for the next movie if i had one wish in the world that would be to have a a trilogy of little godzilla films <laughs> Well, we got the Mothra trilogy coming up. Imagine if Little Godzilla. Imagine. I do know he's in the Geigen Rinks. A little short film. That's a whole nother story. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Anyway, uh, yeah, Space Godzilla. Space Godzilla. <laughs> Let's get back on track. Um, what do you think of the pacing of this movie? Because I thought it was a bit unique when it comes to movies up to this point. Absolutely. I, I think the start was pretty engaging. Uh, for the first portion of the movie, we are set up with the introduction of a space godzilla mm. soaring through the skies in his huge crystal spaceship <laughs> jetpack. I want to know how that thing works because he he clearly like just clips into it from the bottom, yeah, and then disengages to land on Earth. And is that thing just like orbiting around the Earth, waiting for him to jump back into it? I don't know, but <laughs> it looks freaking weird. <laughs> it is weird. Um. And it starts off with a mood. Godzilla doesn't show up in this for a good while. No. Every other character is introduced before him. Yeah. Uh, so we get a good Mogira Space Godzilla fight. Yeah. And Mogira is a character. Mogira's in this. He's finally made his return to the series um, or return to films in general since the Mysterians movie way back in the 50s. 57 or something. Yeah. It's been at least <laughs> nearly 40 years, I believe. It's been ages, and I mean, this this movie, his appearance in this, was the reason that we watched Mysterians in the first place, mm. which means that was the reason we watched Battle in Outer Space, which means that was the reason that we watched The War, War in, in Space. Space. Because of Mogira, and here he is. What did you think about Mogira? Okay, it's a cool design upgrade. Yeah. I think. They definitely heavily took inspiration from the previous Mechagodzilla uh, iterations. Coming off the back of the last movie, he's... I've heard a lot of people say this, that he's he's just the next upgrade to Mechagodzilla in this universe. 
Uh, he's the next iteration of the mech that the UN, the United Nations, create in the hopes of killing Godzilla. But instead of just adding a couple new guns here and there, mm. they fully redesign him. They give him a drill nose, little beady bug eyes, yeah. uh, jetpack tail. A jetpack tail, automatic laser focusing hands. Yeah. Uh, good old arc beam energy reactor in mm-hmm, the chest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whole slew of new abilities. Uh, and not only that, he's also piloted by humans, which is something I always love to see. Yeah, it is cool. And oh, that first scene when it's Mogira versus Space Godzilla, and they're just flying at each other through space, and there's like the practical little like asteroids. Yeah, yeah. Very, very <laughs> Star Wars esque. Yeah. Really cool. I really love it. It's a great little scene there. Uh, they don't do too much in the way of just flying past each other, but it's got a good little bit of charm to it. Yeah. I'll say. Um, and Magera can also split himself in two. Mm-hmm. So it's three mechs all in one. Yeah. Which I know was what they were initially planning for, or there were plans for Mechagodzilla and Mechagodzilla 2 initially before they changed that. Yes. So this guy all around is pretty much the upgraded Mechagodzilla. Yeah. Because I was even reading online, and in the initial draft of this movie, it was supposed to have a repaired Mechagodzilla. Yeah, what's the reason they actually changed to Mogira? The special effects director, Kochi Kawakita, who once again is a guy who loved Manila, made little Godzilla like Manila. He loved Mogira because he was a big fan of the Mysterians. So he grabbed Mogira and replaced Mechagodzilla with it. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty cool. So just spur of the moment, decided that he liked Mogira yeah. for this movie. Probably went to a board, chucked Mogira up on the on the whiteboard. We've already like, had one Mechagodzilla. Yeah. Get him out of the way. All new mech for Heisei. Yeah. Who do you think is better? Show, not not, not Mechagodzilla. Oh, okay. Or yeah, Mogira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show a Mogira or Heisei Mogira. Um, I, I like Heisei Mogira. Yeah. And I've got a soft spot for Showa Mogira just because of how weird he looks. Yeah. Like, why is he even called Mogira in that movie? I don't, they it, don't explain it, do they? No, but in this, he's got like a cool little acronym. Mechanized. Keep going. Operational. Yeah. G. Ground. Cool. Yeah. Um, o. E. E. Entertainment, <laughs> yeah, are radically a affectionate. That's my gear. He's got a cool acronym in this. <laughs> Guys, sorry. Okay, he's the mobile operations Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, universally expert ro- expert robot aerotype. Aerotype. He's aero in this one. He was land in the Showa. He can fly now. Yeah, that's the big important upgrade. Yeah. I, I kind of love the little pattern that these Heisei movies are starting to get. Mm. We've already talked about it before. The villain is connected to Godzilla in some way. Yeah. Always then, an offspring of him somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have some sort of robot that the humans are making to destroy Godzilla. Mm. Godzilla is still an antagonist in the series. Yep. So they're always trying to kill him every chance they get. We've leveled up from Super X's to Mickey Godzilla's to Mogera now. Yeah. And then now we've got Little, who's joining for the last three, and he's going to be slowly growing up through the movies. Yeah, and we also have Miki, yeah, consistent character throughout. She's in this. The psychic, who has started to have a pretty consistent bond with 
Mothra and the Cosmos. Yeah, Mothra's in this, by the way. Remember? Mothra's in this. I didn't know Mothra's in this. <laughs> um, yeah. But back to the initial point you made, that the start of this movie was cool. We get, like, little snippets of Space Godzilla arriving. He has a quick battle with Mogera. Yeah. Then half of the movie is on an island. Yeah, for the first portion of this movie, we follow multiple of our human characters mm-hmm. as they make their way to Bass Island. Bass Island. And this is almost the new monster island. Yeah. Uh, this is where both Godzilla and little Godzilla are hanging out during their spare time. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a big fan of islands as yeah. locales for Godzilla movies. Yeah. Time and time again, Son of Godzilla, Ebra, Destroy All Monsters. Matango. Kong. King Kong Skull Escapes. Island. King Kong Skull Island. Uh, the island locale lends to some funky music, and we get some of this. Yeah, you know it. We get, like, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat-styled, like, bongos. I, f- I found that every time we have an island adventure as well, the main characters don their primary color yeah, outerwear. Yeah, yeah, we're going back to basics. So half the movie is that, and then the other half of the movie is one gigantic battle. When Mogira and Godzilla are going up against Space Godzilla in the cityscape surrounded by crystals. When that final battle starts, it's, I believe, exactly halfway through the movie. Close to it, yeah. And I remember looking over to you and being like, oh, dude, this is the second act fight. Yeah, there's going to be a final battle after this. (laughs) And it's weird having a movie where, a Godzilla movie, where the two main monsters only really fight together once. That little bit at the start, right? When he, when yeah, Space Godzilla takes little. I don't think they have any physical interaction. There's a lot of beams. Barely a fight, lots of beams. And then they finally go head to head at the end. Yeah. But this is real weird for Heisei movies because I feel like in normal Heisei movies, we spend a lot of time with our humans. We get to know a whole lot about our humans. We see a little bit of Godzilla. Then we get some fight. Then we see a little bit of Godzilla. Then we see a little bit of Godzilla. Then we have a final battle with Godzilla. Yeah, he's teased throughout slowly and yeah. shortly. And this he's teased for the first 20 minutes. And then once Godzilla shows up, he just doesn't disappear. We're like following Godzilla for the rest of the movie. Mm. As he comes onto the island, loses a little, destroys cities, chases space Godzilla, and then fights him at the end. There's a few other plot lines happening as well. Our human characters. One group of them is explicitly trying to kill him. Yeah, one of them is... Uh, there's one group that are part of something called Project M, Project Mogira. This is the G-Force yeah. group. And they're wanting to use Mogira to kill Godzilla. And then on top of that, there is Project T, I believe. Project Telepathy? Yes. And this is this is what Miki is enlisted into. Yeah. Uh, and their goal is to plant a neurotransmitter yep. near Godzilla's brain. Mm-hmm. And use Miki to mind control Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, and stop him from attacking and destroying everything. Because we have some weird stuff in this movie. At one point she gets kidnapped by the Japanese mafia. <laughs> and like most of the Japanese mafia are English dudes. <laughs> and they try to use her telepathy to, to control Godzilla. Miki has levitation powers. Miki has leveled up her psychic abilities. <laughs> she's floating on a bed. She's like opening up. She's <laughs> connecting psychically to someone who's like miles away and then she's seeing through their eyes and using them to move something and even at the end she somehow can just show someone else 
what little Godzilla's doing. Mm-hmm. When little's on Bass, Bass Island, who knows how long away. Yeah, she's, she's unstoppable. She's upgraded to the max. And what's, she's, what's her she's, explanation? She's just like, She's oh. tied to the bed in a scene yeah. with, the, with the mafia in this movie. Uh, and she just lifts the whole bed frame with her on it. Yeah. Uh, and what does she say to one of the main characters afterwards? She says, oh, that was telekinesis. I've never done it before. Yeah, her whole explanation is, well, I can do it because I've never tried it before. I can Maybe do it now. I just need to try it. What other powers does Miki have in store? I know, I'm ready for Godzilla versus Miki. Why are we even bothering <laughs> with other monsters? She's like... Godzilla versus Mika Miki. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what did you... What did you think of Space Godzilla in general? Space Godzilla? I have gripes with Space Godzilla. Hey, really? Let's... I'm, I'm putting my phone down. I'm sitting up straight to talk about this. Okay. I feel like Space Godzilla is a fantastic idea hey. for a villain. Yep. In the Heisei series so far, everybody has connections to Godzilla, mm-hmm. except for Mothra, get them out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of my favorite things about it so far. Space Godzilla, amazing idea. First proper alien of the series so far. You're right, yeah. Yep. There is nothing more imposing to me than the image of a giant crystal flying through space. <laughs> Godzilla with the most amount of grimace you can get on the face yeah. at once. Yeah. Two giant crystalline shoulder pads. Oof. I love the idea. I love the look of yeah. Space Godzilla. I don't love Space Godzilla. Really? So a lot of this movie, we are told about Space Godzilla and how he originated yeah uh, what God, was it he godzilla cells godzilla were taken cells to space by mothra either from Biollante or mothra they were sucked through a black hole which then went through a white hole which then attracted a whole lot of crystals which then was given the energy of the stars energy from the stars yeah uh which somehow created a beast yeah like godzilla that one was evil and wanted to get revenge on his twin yeah straight away yeah Knew how to get to Earth and just started battling him for the heck of it. Mm-hmm. Kidnapping his son. Trapping him. Kidnap- kidnapping technically his son. Hey, you're right. Yeah. His nephew. His adopted, his adopted nephew. Yeah. Um, but I, I just don't feel like he was built up as much as any of the other enemies and villains we've seen so far in the Gods of Heisei series. Yeah, I get that. My gripe's more like... Like, I... I sure it's like backstory is weird and his explanation is weird but i feel like most of the monsters explanations are weird my my main thing that i (laughs) my main thing with him is he's in this final battle he's just standing in the middle of all these crystals for an hour (laughs) what is he doing he's shooting crystals he's shooting beams shooting crystals standing around rotating around in a circle because really all he does even with mogira is when any whenever anybody gets into close quarters combat, he just punches them, bites them, and then he has his beams. Yeah. Pretty much all he does, and then he has his crystals as well as like terrain objects. Yeah, and it's finally getting to me. It's finally getting to me the that these enemies aren't doing anything. These battles are literally just energy beams, repeat. Same thing over and over and over again, repeat. There was one cool thing I remember Space Girls all are doing. That's when he stuck his tail into like the middle of Mogera, yeah, and flung him up in the air with his tail. That was pretty cool. That's a cool move. Um, I remember when he started flying, a la Mecha Godzilla, 
around the area. Mogira did? Well, Space, no, Space Godzilla, Godzilla did. did. He was levitating as well. Oh, he was he levitating. He was using his psychic powers. Yeah. But, like, all... I love all the other Heisei enemies so far. We've had... Bailantes. Bailantes. <laughs> <laughs> We've had Bailante, yeah. who was set up for so much of the movie. Yeah. We, we knew all of the phases they went through. She was just a beast in her final form. Yeah. Uh, who else have we had? We've had King Ghidorah, Mecha King Ghidorah, real true threats. Mothra and Batra. We've had Mothra and Batra. Mm-hmm. Batra with so much lore around them. Uh, Mecha Godzilla, who was built up the whole movie. We, we we felt for the for the pilots of that Mecha Godzilla suit. Super X2. <laughs> Super X2 and Super X. <laughs> and then we get to Space Godzilla. And for someone who had never seen Space Godzilla before, to me, he seemed like the ultimate villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost like the Thanos of hey. of the Heisei series. Hey, yeah. And we get to him, and he's just so lackluster in every single battle he's in. Yeah. Like, the coolest thing about him was that he had crystals to fight with, but other than that, the that crystals really are him. cool. The crystal iconography is really cool. Crystals coming up everywhere, crystals raining from crystal. the sky. His crystal dorsal fins... Yeah. Look pristine. The crystals that get blown up on his shoulders. But he just doesn't seem like an intimidating villain to me. No. And it, it, it kind of seems weird that they... It kind of seems weird that Godzilla and Mogira had such a hard time fighting him. <laughs> he doesn't really have any character either. No, no real personality that we no, see at all. None. I, I was expecting a little more from Space Godzilla. And well, I, I, I know there are... I know there are rumors, Jasha. Yeah. I know there are rumors... That sometime in the future, MonsterVerse will get to Space Godzilla. Well, I don't know. The whole theory for the next MonsterVerse movie was Biolante or Space Godzilla, right? And then the new Empire. And then we got Lanky Kong, apparently. <laughs> I don't even know if it's a thing anymore. But I- I'd love to see a return to Space Godzilla sometime and for him to do him justice. Yeah. Well, apparently, this movie went through a lot of changes. Especially with Space Godzilla as well. He was initially called Astro Godzilla, and he was going to have an army of giant dragonflies at his disposal. He would have blatant telepathic powers, which he would use to mind control Miki and Little Godzilla to do his bidding. Dude, I'm going to pause you there. Imagine how cool it would be, Little Godzilla as an antagonist, fighting Godzilla. Hey, Godzilla having to make some difficult choices. There are stakes there. Yeah. Like a true father. But... Toho had very, very poor box office results with the previous kaiju movie, which was Orochi, the Eight-Headed Dragon. So, the money that they had to spend on this film got completely stripped back. They got told they weren't allowed to make any giant alien dragonflies. That would be way (laughs) too much money. Um, And they severely cut down the story and reduced Space Godzilla's role for the finished product. Because now that you say that... It does feel like a good portion of the last half of the movie, especially, is just focused on the Mogira pilots. And it does feel like... It feels like, like is the pl- protagonist of this movie. <laughs> yeah, it does. And it feels like they didn't know what to do with the end. It's the same thing for an hour. Yeah, it's focused on Mogira, which is cool. Where is little Godzilla? He is definitely wasted. Yeah. For somebody who was built up in the previous film and they made the effort to keep the continuity going yeah i mean we see him his red eyes flare up again right which is how mm. he used his like almost psychic abilities in the last movie yeah it's like tease at the start of this movie 
What happens? Nothing. Calls Godzilla, I guess. I guess, We yeah. see a little bit of a bubble. Yeah. This suffers from second... What's it called? Like, second middle movie syndrome? Yeah. Middle movie syndrome. I'm hoping he hears a bigger part in the third one. Yeah. Well, um, we've touched on all the kaiju except for Mothra. And Jaisha. Fairy Mothra. Fairy Mothra is plural. Is the plural of Mothra Mothras? Or, or is, is it Mothra? Mothra? Is this like a Bigfoot situation, right? Yeah. Yeah, because you have multiple Bigfoot. You don't have big feet. You've got Bigfoot. You don't have Bigfoots. Two Bigfoots. No, two Bigfoot. Two Mothra? I'd say two Mothra. Hey. We get a quick snippet of Mothra in this movie as she's flying through space. And then we see from her wings millions of fairy Mothras. Smaller Billions mothras, of Mothra. Trillions of Mothra. Flying Spread out across the cosmos. Sending it out. Fairy Mothra traveling to every world, every planet that's in need yeah, of help. Come to colonize every single planet in the, in the galaxy. <laughs> and a fairy Mothra shows up to Miki. Miki keeps talking to Fairy Mothra and the Shobajin mm-hmm. throughout the film. And I'm not clear whether or not, like, is this just a psychic vision? Or is a literal Fairy Mothra flying to Earth to see her? Because we see during the credits, a Fairy Mothra flies back to space. Yeah, I think it's a proper physical thing. So there's literally this tiny little Mothra that's yeah. sent through space to return to Earth. Yeah, just like the Shobajin. Hey. Uh, the Cosmos, sorry. Yeah, the Cosmos. Dude, tell me, Jasha, what yeah. relevance did the Fairy Mothra have to this plot? M- Miki needed some way to know that Space Godzilla was coming. And for some reason, the scientists that already knew about it didn't, <laughs> didn't tell people that information, so she had to learn from Mothra herself. Couldn't she, like, a little bit later on in the movie, tell that Space Godzilla was coming anyway? Well, you know, I don't really mind it, because... Uh, in am I right that in Godzilla vs. Mothra, Mothra is set up as the protector of Earth? Yes. So it makes sense that Mothra would be keeping tabs on Earth and being like, hey, there's danger coming to Earth, please sort it out. Yeah, like the, yeah. But then the question remains, why is Mothra in space flying away when she should be protecting Earth? <laughs> it's, no, I, I, to be fair, I don't mind it in this movie. No. I just think it's a bit weird that like, Mothra's in this movie... So is Fairy Mothra. <laughs> and Miki has a connection to Mothra and has Mothra earrings. She has, she has Mothra earrings throughout the movie. When did this happen to Miki? When did she become the biggest Mothra fan? She went to the Mothra store and bought some Mothra merch. It is just weird because it seems like everyone's character growth in the previous Heisei movies, like we've had other main characters, not Miki, yeah. and all of their character growth and connections has just been pushed into Miki. Yeah, so yeah, Miki's yeah. He's like, yeah, Miki and Mothra are best friends. Yeah, Miki and ba- Baby or Little Godzilla are best friends, even though she didn't have those connections yeah. outright. She is now the one person who cares about Godzilla. Yeah. When in every single movie before this, she is convincing the cast that they shouldn't kill Godzilla. Yeah. I don't mind it. Fairy Mothra. Putting this out there, I love Miki. Yeah, I love Miki's great. Too. It is really cool to have this connect, this character coming through it. It's just a bit, it's just a bit weird that they. I don't know. They put so much in this movie that isn't relevant to the plot. Almost, it feels like a lot of it is filler. Yeah, it very much does. And again, we could have had Miki, who was already had already learned to be a Mechagodzilla pilot in the previous movie. Why wasn't she a Mogira? Instead, she was just on the ground. She she didn't want to kill Godzilla. She s- stole a boat. Like, what was she doing during the last act of this movie? 
Nothing. Being, being kidnapped by... What What was she doing? She... What was she doing? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Should I go through my numerous notes I've got here? Yeah, give, give, give me a whole list. The old spider trick. I wrote down. At the start of this movie, someone seemingly gets stabbed in the face. In the back. In the back. And then, nope, they just... Someone killed a spider that was on them. Love to see it. This is our introduction to one of the characters. <laughs> he just stabs him in the back. We see red blood running down. Yeah. It's just a spider. Um, Miki's orange jumpsuit is iconic. Mm-hmm. The G-Force branded motorbike was cool. <laughs> They're riding around the beach on this motorbike with G-Force branding. How... How much merchandise actually is there about G-Force? Can I get a G-Force mug? Yeah, probably. Probably. Everyone in this movie, they've got G-Force over everything. Hey, there are G-Force mugs! There we go. I'm going to get a G-Force mug. It's, it's real funny to see G-Force branding now. It's, it's the big thing in these movies. <laughs> um, I wrote, man ass as he takes a shower. We had a naked butt in this movie, guys. Is this our, this is our first outright Godzilla nudity in my Godzilla movie? Male nudity. Have we had female nudity in Godzilla? Oh, yeah. <gasps> Terror of Terror Godzilla. Godzilla. Hey, you're right. What's happening to Godzilla? Man, it's just got so downhill, guys. Man, so <sighs> raunchy now. So raunchy. Um, loved the crazy hunter dude. I think his name was Yuki. And he... <laughs> When he was trying to, like, shoot Godzilla with a gun. And he's running around the beach. Commando crawling around the beach. While this crazy <laughs> jungle music's playing. This is a wild scene. And somehow he's keeping up with Godzilla as he's commando crawling and Godzilla's walking. Yeah. Now, now this is Major Akira Yuki. And he's set up in this movie. I, I like him because he has ties to the return of Godzilla. Yeah. His best friend is told to us as... Goro Gondo. Goro Gondo. He was the dude in the climax of that film who had the rocket launcher and fell through the floor when Godzilla smashed the tower. Yeah. And he was his best friend. And he's angry at Godzilla. This is such a crazy callback. We have a callback to Return of Godzilla in this. We've got a yeah. callback to Balante, to Mothra, to Mechagodzilla with Mogera. The only thing we don't have connections to is King Ghidorah, but I guess the connection to Mechagodzilla already connects up to King Ghidorah. And that's then Mogera from there. Everything. Everything's connected. You love to see it. Yeah. And his plan is he has a bullet. He has a bullet filled with blood coagulant mm. that he's planning to shoot into Godzilla. Do you know what this will do to Godzilla, Jaysha? I have no clue what coagulant means. It will coagulate and thicken his blood. Which does? Which would raise his blood pressure. Hey. Really? Yeah. What would that do? Do you think your body can can push around thick blood <laughs> through all your veins and arteries? No siree. But people in real life have high blood pressure. Yeah. It doesn't kill them. Some, sometimes it does. Can you get such high blood pressure that it blocks your arteries? Or does it give you a high chance of heart attack? High chance of heart problems. Okay. Yeah. 
Hey, Micah, we had people asking for you to use your medical skills in the, Go- in the Podzilla episode. He's trying to give Godzilla hypertension. Hey, there we go, guys. You heard it here first. Does it medically make sense for this to be a good plan for someone to try and coagulate Godzilla's blood? In your medical opinion, Micah, your certified nursing opinion right now. Yes. You're all for this plan? Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll form blood clots within him. Mm-hmm. Give him heart problems. Yeah. Stuff him up. Um, I was kind of surprised they, d- they didn't bring back the old cadmium, <laughs> cadmium ammo. But this makes sense. I don't know how this random dude got his hands on. What, what they said that he was supplied just random medication and 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 scienced this. He put it together. Existence. Yeah, he was asking for some sort of. He's asking for some sort of. I will say elements, and he put it all together. I will say not a bad plan. Well, I the plan was beyond me, guys. I just heard blood coagulant. That was enough. What I loved was we got this real epic shot of Godzilla with epic Godzilla music. And then we quickly do a tight zoom over his shoulder and we see this dude running across the beach with wacky music playing as he's waving a gun around. And he's and keeping up with Godzilla while crawling. Made me laugh. That was good. What a guy, Yuki. Yuki. Uh, my, my, my favorite part of him is when he... For some reason, they chose him to be in the mech of Mogira at the end. Yeah, yeah. And he full-on just sabotages the mission straight away. Yeah. It's like, space Godzilla's coming! No, I want to kill Godzilla still. (laughs) There's a change of heart at the end of the movie, right? He's like, well, what did he say? (laughs) Well, Godzilla lives here too, or something. Sure, yeah. Um, Godzilla lives here too. (laughs) Godzilla lives here too. Uh, How about the shot of Miki and the other main guy standing their toes in the sand as the sun sets on the beach? Orange now, hues. Now, you're either talking about Lieutenant Sato or Lieutenant Shinjo. Sato. Sato? Yeah. Sato and Yuki form a bit of a romantic connection. Canonically, hold hands at least. Yeah. This is a schoolyard romance. Yeah. Beautiful sunset shots. Yeah. He doesn't come back in the next movie. No. I wonder what happens to him. I wonder if they'll tell us. Do you think he dies? Maybe. Do you think he's at home looking after the kids? <laughs> looking after the psychic kids? Um, the psychic kids, kids come back in this, yeah, right? Yeah, we got psychic kids. Okay, I got the last three things here in my notes, okay? Yeah. The VFX were really good in this. The practical effects were really cool. I, I mentioned the asteroids at the start, but the crystals and the explosions everywhere, like it did kind of blow my mind, even though it was a whole lot of nothing at the end. It just looked hugely impressive. And I also loved Godzilla when he was like walking through the city. Like every tiny little movement he makes, there is a huge plume of smoke and debris <laughs> flying everywhere. It looked cool. Japan should have so much pollution <laughs> from these monsters now. No, he's great. And even in the last fight, I believe we get small flashes of, of, of something burning Godzilla. Something's burning Godzilla. Yeah, of of burning something's burning Godzilla. Something's burning Godzilla. We'll see more next film, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last two things were that um, just the sight of Godzilla bent over, shielding his son, while he was getting pummeled by space Godzilla. He never did this to Manila. He hug. He 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 did hug Manila as they froze to death. 
seemingly. But did he hug Manila from the Kamakuras? Yeah, I think would've. not. Who would have ever get a go up there? And last thing, just like every good Godzilla movie, this one ended on a pop song. Keep me hanging on. This is a good song. Not only does it end with the pop song, it ends with Godzilla wading into the water to a pop song. Classic. Just like every good Godzilla movie. Just like every good Godzilla movie. This is, there, there's a format to these movies, like you were talking about. You have you and making a mech to stop Godzilla. Yeah. You have an enemy brought on by Godzilla's own cells. Yeah. It ends with Godzilla wading into the water, or ending up in the water. And Miki saying this real philosophical question, yeah. like... Wow, Godzilla, we exist with him here. He's just like one of us on Earth kind. Yeah. We have to protect each other. movies start with Godzilla in the water and they end with Godzilla in the water yeah this is the format this is these these are these are canon events Jasha <laughs> to the Heisei Godzilla <laughs> um I've pretty much gone through all my trivia bits here there was just one more um thing and that was that this was Godzilla's Godzillions <laughs> imagine the Godzillions <laughs> oh no this was this was Godzilla's 40th anniversary movie oh hey this was a milestone film um and this was initially not meant to be released for the initially for the 40th anniversary of godzilla hmm. there was going to be the american godzilla movie released in 1994 but instead that got pushed back and delayed to 1998 and this was rushed into production to be the next milestone movie so this was rushed yeah okay this was rushed this was rushed. and the budget was cut and a whole lot of things were changed and they weren't allowed to do what they initially envisioned but that's what we got space godzilla now tell me jasha having said all of this what are you going to rate godzilla versus space godzilla let me hear it um, uh, it's definitely a bit of a step down from the other recent Godzilla movies. I just feel like we're on this crazy roller coaster ride with the Heisei stuff thus far. And this did just feel a bit samey. Um, the villain wasn't as cool, unfortunately. And the, the, the pacing was just a bit weird. Half of it on the island, half of it big battle. It just, it did just get a little old. Um, but I had fun with it. I loved a lot of the character interactions. Loved a little. And I thought the fights and destruction sequences were genuinely pretty impressive to look at. Um, so I'm going to give this one. Uh, what am I rating it? Um, 
<laughs> um, I'm worried now. <laughs> well, Godzilla looked really buff in this, Micah. Did you see his thighs? <laughs> Godzilla's thighs were the biggest thighs in the world. They had to be like... I think I think that is canon in this, these movies. He does have the biggest thighs in the world. I think he does. They must be kilometers. They must be miles long. I'm going to give... I, I'm going to say they were about... 3.5 miles out of 5 <laughs> with the length of Godzilla's thighs in this movie. 3.5. I'm actually five. surprised you rated it. You, that's that's quite a high rating. Um, it's It wasn't bad. It was just very different and very samey. But hey, I'm I'm a G fan. What can I say? I, mm, I love... Give me more of the same forever. Like, I'll still leave it up. Now, I, I have been... I've been harassed and hounded by the listeners because i do tend to rate these movies pretty harshly does micah even like godzilla that's the question i do like godzilla we're getting fan mail every day does michael like godzilla are we getting another co-host i like godzilla so much that i can't help but chip away at the jib (laughs) and criticize these to try and to try and find in the rubble a perfect godzilla movie I found one so far. <laughs> Ibiru Horror of the Deep, my main man. Um, this movie, like I said, I love the idea of Space Godzilla. I love the look of him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was as great an antagonist as he turned out to be. Pacing in this movie is all whack. Uh, I, I love little Godzilla. Mm. The biggest thing for me in this movie is looking at it after coming off the heels of versus mechagodzilla mm-hmm. 2 i just feel like this is a rehash of that movie you're not wrong there was a huge battle at the end of that and it did focus on mechagodzilla and the pilots yep and that's splitting apart you have one mech and you have one monster versus godzilla and a sidelined baby character and a sidelined baby character with miki at the center of it all uh and the I, I thought I would love the mech stuff. I I love Mechagodzilla. I think I said it on the last one that I'm super excited for the Mechagodzilla uh, Millennium series. Yeah, yeah. In the Millennium series. This movie has almost got me... This movie has made me wary about the future of mechs in this franchise. Hey. Just because it felt like it repeated the same steps as the other one did. Oof. You have this mech which splits up and you have trouble and... And descent between the pilots. Man, next thing you know, your worst nightmare is going to come true and the Super X is going to make a return or something, you know? Oh, yeah. Thank goodness that that's not going to happen. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. It feels so weird to me that a lot of the Heisei so far has been Godzilla or versus this other monster. When it feels like at the heart of it... Toho is trying to substitute human characters and human stories for mech stories. <laughs> and I don't know if I like that, but <laughs> hey, uh, I'm, I'm going to give this one. I'm going to say that Godzilla's thighs in this movie are two miles long. Well, I think this is a subpar Godzilla movie. I don't think, just looking at Godzilla's thighs, I don't think they're two miles long. I think they're bigger than that. I don't. Dude, did you see how fast that dude was crawling? <laughs> Not fast. You're just keeping up with him. 
If you, I'm going to ask you this. If you had to make one change about this movie, what would it be? I actually, reading what they initially envisioned, yeah, which would be to give Space Godzilla a bit more character and maybe some kind of mirror Mickey's abilities with his abilities. Yeah. And use him to use Godzilla's closest allies against him. Like, that that could have been enough. There, there was a scene at the start of this movie on the island where Operation T? Uh, I don't think there was. Yeah, telepathy. Yeah, telepathy, yeah, yeah. Operation Telepathy. They shot the transmitter at Godzilla's neck. Yes. And for a split moment, we see Miki trying to control him. Yeah. I would have loved to see that taken further. And they, they have been like, hey, this didn't work on Godzilla. Maybe it can work on Space Godzilla. Shoot it into Space Godzilla. Space Godzilla uses... This is like conspiracy theory. My, my fan version. Theory. Fan, yeah. fan, fan take on this film. Space Godzilla takes over Miki. With Whoa. his telepathic powers. Hey. And creates dissent with the human side of the story. Space Godzilla sneaks mind-controlled Miki onto Mogira. Imagine this. mind-controlled Miki to control Mogira. Space Godzilla and Mogira versus Godzilla. Hey. Little Godzilla comes in at the last minute. To help his dad, but then he gets turned he, as well. He uses his red, oh, his red telepathy to save the day and break the connection oh. with Miki. Connecting with Miki once more with the bond that they share. <laughs> Mothra returns at the end, sends her army of fairy Mothras to just send a barrage attack towards space godzilla his crystals can't even hold off against these many this mothra yeah, this is so good i wouldn't even mind if we do chuck super x3 in there as well <laughs> get everybody back for this one <laughs> now I, I do feel like there are a lot of remnants of that past first iteration of this movie left in this one yeah uh, I, I would have loved him to take a little bit more time and cleaned it up a bit more yeah it would have been would have been very good Oh, man. It's funny as well. They tease in this one. They're like, well, Space Godzilla was just the first. There's going to be many more enemies in space. And there's not. <laughs> the next movie's the finale. And we're watching this on DVD. Yeah. Uh, which has a lot of special features. One of the things that included was a trailer for Godzilla versus Destroyer. Mm-hmm. How are we saying that officially? Destroyer? I Des- Destroyer? I famously cannot say it. Because I used to call it Destroyer as a kid. I always thought it was Destroyer. That makes sense. There's the Oxygen Destroyer, and there's Destroyer. But it is spelt with multiple O's. And I think it's Destoroyer? Destoroyer? Destoroyer. But I just get inside my head, and I think there's way too many O's and R's than there are. So next episode is going to be a heck of a time. Destoroyer? Um, on that trailer the next movie is marketed in a real weird way godzilla dies explicitly stated in the trailer spoiled for everyone who watches trailers i guess spoiled for everyone who listens to godzilla man yeah i know i know you were really hoping that heisei godzilla stayed around for a bit more uh that there were more than seven episodes like we said but they explicitly hyped this up as not only the death of Godzilla, but the end of the Heisei era. Yeah. And they knew this was the end. Mm. Did they see that Heisei was on the decline? I think it was because, again, the American Godzilla movie was coming out. And I think they with, were... With Chinzilla. Yeah, with famous Zilla. Um, and I thought they just 
assumed that was going to do way better than it ended up doing. So they were wrapping up their Japanese series. Godzilla was going to go all in on the American market. There's going to be thousands of Zilla-centric movies. But I think that that did badly, and then Toho did make the Millennium series of Japanese movies to rectify <laughs> Godzilla's go name. back to Sumation. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's a big one next episode, guys. We're going to be talking about Godzilla versus Destroyer. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Godzilla dies. That's all you need to know. And now, not only is it the end of the Heisei era, but we're nearing the end of Ponzilla season two. Yeah, we've got a couple more months left in us. But um, there is going to be a whole lot of surprises. It isn't the end of the Heisei era, even though it's the end of the Godzilla Heisei series. So get ready. We've got some cool surprises, some cool guests lined up. Um, but without further ado, you guys sent in a whole lot of messages. You, there's a lot of love for this film and not some that don't love it so much. So um, let's get right to that. People thought that Godzilla's thighs were much, much shorter. <laughs> yeah, Godzilla had tiny thighs, according to some people. Um, but yeah, if you've got anything to say about any of the movies we cover on this show, you can send it in to podzillapod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Something else we're also thinking about trying out is if you have a Letterboxd account, and Letterboxd is an app or a website where you can log and review and track the movies that you watch, if you tag one of your reviews with Podzilla, we can see that, and we're going to read every single tagged review, and we might share those on the show as well. So we've got a couple of those here. Um, first one was from Jacob, who's more shoe in the Discord. Jacob says... This was the first Heisei movie I ever saw, so this holds a special place in my heart. The fun characters and concepts make for a fun time, as well as Baby being absolutely adorable, but not as cute as Dorat's though, in my opinion. This movie is also the perfect representation of Don't Talk to Me or My Son Ever Again in the (laughs) final battle. Uh, And he thinks that Godzilla's thighs are 4.5 miles long out of 5. It's pretty big thighs, dude. (laughs) We also had a review of this movie from Brandon on Letterboxd. Oh, Brandon's the man. Yeah, he said, This is definitely my least favourite movie of the Heisei-era films I've seen so far, but I still had a ton of fun with it. Mogira looks incredible, and its various forms and alterations are so cool and well-executed. Godzilla himself looks great in this. For some reason, baby Godzilla does not, though. (laughs) The suit they use looks so fake and plasticky. Uh, Space Godzilla is a design I've enjoyed since I was a kid. I love the different aspects of his power suit as well. He has some really interesting abilities that make him a formidable foe, and this was the first Heisei-era film I felt, like, dragged at times. Yeah. Again, though, still a lot to enjoy, and he said that Godzilla's thighs were 3.5 miles long. Hey. Why do you say miles? We use kilometers here. Yeah, but Amir... Oh, I guess... I was, I was thinking, like... In Japan uses kilometers <laughs> as well. I'm do thinking. they? Do they? I don't know. Hey, who knows? Miles are bigger than kilometers, right? Yes. And I just thought, like, Godzilla's thighs are pretty big, so so go with the bigger one. (laughs) Uh, Next up, we got an email in from David. David says, I'll never forget the day when I was 9 or 10 in the local grocery store with my family. As I was browsing a shelf of magazines, I found one with an article on the then-new Heisei Godzilla movies that had not arrived in the US. It was there I saw the picture that introduced me to Space Godzilla. And that sparked my imagination and intrigue with this particular monster that remains one of my favorites to this day. In fairness, I'll be the first to admit that the movie Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla is far from the best of the Heisei series, 
Really, Space Godzilla himself carries it all on his crystal shoulders, being such an awesome and powerful enemy. But it's still my feel-good Godzilla movie when I'm feeling sick or depressed. I don't really know why, but it never fails to put me in a better mood. Again, I can see it has a lot of flaws, but sometimes, just watching Godzilla square off with one of your favourite monsters is enough to make a movie enjoyable. That said, Space Godzilla himself is long overdue a return and a stronger movie. Let's hope we see the menace from space again soon. That's from David. Man, David, I love that. Yeah, that's great. So good. We also had a message in from Bigo, uh, a.k.a. Dylan. Hey. Uh, he guest starred on our King Ghidorah episode yeah. from Hayse. Give that episode, episode a listen. He said, Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla feels like one of the more out-of-place entries within the Heisei era while still falling under the same trappings as the other 90s films do. The characters are a bit better than the last two films, but at the same time are inconsistent in some scenes. The beginning feels like a Fukuda film, while the rest just becomes your average Heisei Godzilla affair with fancy-looking beam attacks this time around. Mm. The plot is fun and charming, but convoluted and sometimes feels out of focus when dealing with the Yakuza subplot. Space Godzilla is cool, but will forever have a stupid name. Huh. <laughs> never heard somebody say Space Godzilla is a stupid name. Little Godzilla is cute, but disappears after the first act. Yeah. Mogira is a standout mech that is way cooler than the 93 Mecha Godzilla, and uh, is hey. held back by the plot, and Godzilla himself is neat. His design is a much-needed improvement over the awful 93 design, which made him look unhealthy with a fat belly and bad posture. The music is also fine, but stands out like a sore thumb and is Satori's weakest work in the Godzilla franchise. Overall, the film is decent enough time killer with charming, fun enough sequences, but nothing super exceptional. Hmm. I see a bigger smart joke there. What's the joke about Super that? exceptional. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, and we also have another message from Liam. Yeah, at no other than Discord. While the opening act is great fun, this film loses steam quickly. I enjoyed the relationship between Little and his father, so it would be nice if he didn't exit the film as soon as Space Godzilla arrives. <laughs> Space Godzilla himself makes for a compelling villain with his own evil intelligence instead of being controlled by humanoid aliens. However, he isn't especially interesting beyond that. Seeing Miki get a large role again was great, even if it was within a film with weak characters and story for the most part. Uh, this film fails to stand out in the franchise. He gave it a classic Micah rating of 2.73 miles out of 5 miles. Hey. Classic. Classic Liam. <laughs> classic Liam. I'm, I'm actually quite interested. This film seems so divisive. Yeah. A lot of people saying that they love it mostly for nostalgia. Mm. And a lot of people saying that it's just all over the place. Yeah, it's super interesting. But across the board, like, everyone finds something to like about it. Mm. Some of the elements work. It's a lot of fun still. I, I did definitely have fun with this. And just like, was it Big O that said that the start felt like a Fukuda film? Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Yeah. Bit of that magic. Uh, last but not least, we have a voicemail here from Waffles. Take it away, Waffles. Hello and welcome to Space Kaiju Space Review, where I'm Space Waffles, and that's right, this week we're talking Space Godzilla versus Earth Godzilla, and i got to say, really liked this film, uh, I thought the uh, human characters were actually kind of compelling, they were fun to watch, Space Godzilla, what a design, Half Godzilla, Half Diamond's all badass. Magira, 
looks a bit funky, but boy, could it kick ass. And of course, the G-Man himself looking extra thick with two Gs. Uh, I got to give this film five crystals out of five. Boy, what a what a space film. Great, great time head all around. Bye. <laughs> That somebody else noticed the thickness of the thighs. <laughs> He's very thick in this. He's very thick. Um, yeah, that's us, guys. That is Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla. Jump into the Discord if you haven't already. The link is in our show notes. Uh, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podzilla. We'd really appreciate your support um, to help us do some more things with the show. Heck, we got this new podcast recording room. We got to buy some new equipment and we're going to buy... Um, some little bits and pieces to make it easier to record and maybe take our show to the next level that's right slowly and steadily improve yeah so we'd really appreciate that uh next week for patrons only we are talking about the 70s king kong movie yeah uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun so if you want um, access to that and many more exclusive episodes check us out on patreon jaysha mm-hmm. a few things we forgot we've we've forgotten the classic heisei traditions flip okay yeah what's what one poster review hey poster review i can't believe you forgot this man yeah i'm going into the wrap-up what a poster mothra is outright shown on this poster which is very surprising little front and center looking a little weird a little 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 weird my favorite thing about this the art style as always is great yeah but space godzilla is freaking menacing in this one very spiky he's like holding that lightning rod tower yeah space Godzilla looks a lot like bowser spiky spiky back spiky back clawed hands Mm -hmm. snarky face yeah i can see it i can see it what what else do we forget jaysha mega news (laughs) lawn godzilla news well i just assumed there wasn't much no uh there's a few things we have quote five trailer for new skull island another one dropped should i watch skull island by the way or should we save it for the show is it connected to monsterverse it's connected canonically is it canon to, yeah to the monsterverse maybe we'll see maybe one of us could yeah we'll see um cavity colors Whoa. just released a new godzilla heisei era monster series this is weird micah i feel like cavity colors is Someone at Cavity Colors is listening to Podzilla and releasing merch. As we've been doing each of these episodes. And someone else is on the Godzilla Instagram and Twitter social media team that listens to Podzilla. Because yeah. night of recording, they just posted a Mogira still. The new Mogira. Yeah. This is... We're being watched, dude. I swear. It's been hap- it's been happening this whole season. I don't I don't know. Um, cool selection with amazing sweaters and shirts. We got some Return of Godzilla, Space Godzilla, Rodan, King Ghidorah. I might get a new Batra one. That was that is on here. Yeah, you're all talk. Batra I've yet to good. see you in a Godzilla shirt. Are you doing it? I might do it, dude. Okay. I'm holding you to it. I thought I'd shout out this one as well. You know Attack Peter? Yeah, I do know the artist Attack Peter. Amazing Godzilla artist. He has, I don't think he has released an action figure in a while. Just announced that they're going to sell a Mechagodzilla Attack Peter's design figure. I am buying this. It looks amazing. Next episode, guys, Mike is going to show up in his Batra shirt holding his Attack Attack Peter Peter. figure. Um, Last piece of news. This is probably the biggest one so far. 
So a Twitter account has been created for the new Godzilla film coming out at the end of this year. That's right. We have a release date of the 3rd of November, yeah. 2023. Still don't know the name, but a Twitter account has been created. And what they have been doing is each day they have a grid with blank slots, but each day they've been slowly adding one by one Godzilla movies to it. Hey. And there is a weird pattern here where the first one they did was Shin Godzilla. Yep. And then Godzilla Final Wars. Godzilla Tokyo SOS. So it seems like they're going back in either order of release or my wild theory, order of chronological time within the Godzilla universe. So you mean like they're going back in order of the years that each of the Godzilla movies take place? Yeah. When we get to Godzilla destroy all monsters yeah because that was set far in the future that was yeah yeah it was set in the future from a lot of the other show movies we'll see if my theory is correct but i think this is pretty heavily implying that the final film that they'll be showing will be the earliest chronological godzilla movie to date so you think the second to last movie is going to be the original 54 film yeah and then there's going to be the, they're going to like release the poster for the new movie that's what i'm saying so on the day of this release, I believe there will be 22 more days until we find out what this new Godzilla movie is. You don't think they're just, like, going backwards from all the live-action Godzilla Japanese movies? It could be. As, like, a way to celebrate the history of Godzilla before they announce the next step. It could be, but I've got a hunch. Okay. So we'll see in, I believe, two episodes' time, if I'm correct. Yeah. Cool. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really, I'm really, really looking forward to just catching a little glimpse of what this november movie is gonna be it's crazy that this is so much more hyped up than even the new monsterverse movie <laughs> yeah simply because we know nothing about it it's really cool and we don't even know much about the new monsterverse movie to be fair outside of that little teaser outside but of lanky kong i'm just like i'm miles of thighs more excited <laughs> for the japanese one at this point um it's gonna be good Anyway, be, I'm going to be dreaming of Godzilla's thighs, <laughs> and I don't know how I feel about it. Um, yeah, anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening. And next episode, Godzilla dies. Godzilla's death. We haven't seen Godzilla die in... Where have we seen him die yet? Since the original 54, 54. movie? Whoa. We're going to be celebrating Godzilla's death with a podcast episode. With another Oxygen Destroyer as well. With, yeah, the return of the Oxygen Destroyer. It's going to be um, good. Tune in. Two weeks. Tune in. Episode. And yeah, we'll see you then. That's been Podzilla with your hosts, Jaysha. And Micah Drake. Follow along on our socials at PodzillaPod and jump into our Discord via the link in the show notes. Huge thank you to Cassie Celine who did our podcast art and Degora9898 who did our episode thumbnail. Let's go. And just a disclaimer that any musical sound effects used in this episode belong entirely to the Toho Company. See you guys next episode. Micah, do you want to take us away? Let's do it. Jaysha, when particles of pod... Particles of Podzilla. Particles of Podzilla. <laughs> Left to float in space. <clears throat>